Nation. Welcome back to the RSL Bros. I'm Alan. Here's Marcos. Um, Marcos, how are you feeling? It's, well, today, because we're recording today, it's Friday. How was your Friday? Friday was good. Um, we have good weather outside. It was, we're Lies. still in that little, we're, we're still in that phase of like cloudy slash rainy slash, it's not sure what it wants to be. One second it's cloudy, one second it's rainy, and then one second it's sunny. So it's like, I'll, I'll take it all. But yeah, just helping the girlfriend, Maddie, helping her last minute prepare for farmer's market stuff, which starts tomorrow. So every Saturday in Provo. So if you guys are ever in Provo, any Saturday, come come check us out. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun time. Hashtag uh, farmer market bros. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. I'm... The, thing you, the thing you do for love, I guess. Blah. You do everything for love. Blah. You do every... <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. Um, Friday was pretty um, uneventful. For me, I just had a lot of kids in my house today. There's a lot of kids. So, <laughs> but not only my own, but I had um, other nieces and nephews that came over to play. So I'm like, Whoa! so I didn't get to watch any soccer that I wanted. So if you guys noticed this evening that I was on Twitter a lot, it's because I just wanted to get away from kids because there was just too many of them. And the wife and her sister were talking. I don't want to join that conversation. <laughs> but let's what, what, um what can, you do? what can you do you don't do anything because well <laughs> ever since wednesday this week has been kind of just bleh like we'll get into wednesday but let's talk about how the rest of the week went wednesday was a loss thursday was like the longest day in this whole week even though it was a short work week thursday sucked Today being Friday, it didn't really feel like a Friday. I got to work just a little bit early, and so the afternoon felt like it was like the longest afternoon ever. And now I'm here, and you. And and now you're here, and you want to go to bed. I, I, yeah, for those who will be listening, I, I am the type I like to go to bed at a strict time. So with me going to the farmers market tomorrow, uh, it's perfect because I'll go to bed in the next hour or so and then wake up at seven so i, I gotta get my exact eight hours of sleep and and you wonder why we call you abuelo in in the family yeah I, I am i i gotta hold that title strong He's such a sleepy right. head <laughs> well let's dive into to wednesday um because we, we have to if you want to keep this show we're gonna have <laughs> to do it <laughs> but let, let, me, let me just tell you, before we jump in and talk about that, that loss felt like getting dumped by a girlfriend and so many bad things all in one night. It's like, how? How does this all happen? Well, not only <sighs> that, but we totally messed up on the predictions. That's what I was like. <laughs> I was like, oh, I think the only thing – I. I if you want, you can call yours like a quarter of a point or half a point win because you guess the amount of goals that RSL was going to score. We, we don't give pity points here on this show. We, we go full or nothing. Then nothing because, oh my gosh, we got that wrong. Which, I mean, let's let's dive I, into it because – I'm just, I'm just going to say I, I think Chicharito or Puig must be listening to the show. They're like, oh, those guys are hating on us. We got to prove them wrong. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But here's here's but, the thing. Well, the worst part was all, not not just us, all RSL podcasts, RSL fan base, even, even those that don't follow RSL very well and they saw the, the game, everyone thought RSL was going to win this game. This was oh, yeah. a winnable game. This game was literally given to us on a platter because you have Chicharito who's out. Like the only player that we had that was out was Glad and McMath. So we're like, okay, we have players that can back it up because we talked about in the last episode that we have a, a huge back, back line with tons of experience, tons of that can bring to it. But they didn't. Not at all. <laughs> well, then let's, let's break it down. Um, first half, what, what did we see in the first half? Or actually, let, let's talk about you, Marcos. Marcos, you were at the stadium. What did you see in the first half? Um, first half, um, well, the, the atmosphere at the stadium—it it was some some aspect was like a funeral. Um, 
before <laughs> you, you'd see like some, some, we had the away galaxy fans who were in their typical corner right up there yeah. above the R um, and they were loudest than some of our supporters mostly the whole game I'm like this is sad we had 17,000 fans in attendance at America First Field lowest attendance I believe this whole season which sounds is like a lot sounds like a lot but when you look at the stadium well, I mean it was it didn't look all that full. It, it it was not, but yeah, just first half we had those chances. Like we were given opportunities, but it's the story of this whole season. We just can't finish. But then it comes a few minutes before halftime, and then just a very some might call it not a PK. Some might call it just a very slight, but Krelik just his arm was out in just an awkward position and just I'm, I'm like what, what was his arm doing out right right there in, in the first place i mean here's he, I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna we're gonna shut this down because i i i personally you know me and rsl fans should know i've been a referee for almost 10 years and what bugs me the most is our fans complaining about referee calls without having a real knowledge of the game Yes, they can tell me that they've watched soccer all their lives. They played when they were younger, etc. But until you've actually been a referee in a game, in a situation where these things happen, for me, shut up. That, that, that's probably the best way I can say it. Um, Krylock's arm in that position, even though we ha- it was a really grainy, grainy, um, uh, what do quality. you call it? Quality. Um, his arm was up like this, as like a chicken wing. And it, the ball hit him on the bottom half of, of his arm. Mm-hmm. This is not a natural position. For those that, that want to go letter of the law, that is not a natural position, a natural defensive position. Natural defensive position is hands at your side, is what we saw during the Europa League final um, that, uh, that the referee didn't call and the VAR didn't call for him. So the penalty was a good penalty. Those that think it was not a penalty, please go take a referee course. Um, educate yourself because literally I'm going to, I'll call you guys out all flipping day and you guys have probably seen me in, in Twitter call you guys out because this is ridiculous. If you guys are going to be re- like hardcore fans, educate yourself. Um, and going back to the yeah, game. Go- yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Going off of that. I, I, I actually agree because we've seen that all season long where it doesn't matter if it's a away game, home game, we see many calls where our fans are upset at the refs, where they're like, yeah, that's not a foul. That's not a foul. But going back to what you said, if you know so much, then, then you would know firsthand. And that, that, that's where it comes down to. Yeah. Um, going back to the game, RSO, it was, it was a weird first half. It, it wasn't where they were. I mean, they had opportunities. There was there was some good flow, but there wasn't many. I don't know. It it, it just felt weird. Where where towards the end of that first half, you you're thinking to yourself, we haven't been playing super horrible, but we haven't been able to get past the galaxy, which is worrisome. And that's when Galaxy started having their their few opportunities. And the, the PK comes. The, for me, our lack of, of finishing our opportunities cost us, first off, the overall game, but that first half. We should have been up at least one nothing in that first half. Um, and that would have, for me, we could have avoided that penalty because of momentum that we would have had if we would have had a goal in that first half. Yeah, I, I agree. We had plenty of chances in the first half where it could have been one, two, nothing before that penalty. But it's the story all season long, going back to when we tied zero, zero to Seattle at home and all game long, we just can't finish those chances. And, and that needs to change quickly because, or we're going to be doing what we do every single season, fighting for that last playoff spot. And, and it's just embarrassing. <laughs> yes. In, in fact, maybe at the end of this game conversation, we'll talk about, how we feel as a fan base, but there, there's almost a, a lack of 
people's fandomness, their their, their the way they fan, it, it's losing its flame. Um, there we're losing a lot of su- support because the team is not winning as much. Uh, but we'll get into that. But halftime happens. Um, we yeah. saw some video from RSL about uh, well, not about with uh, some of Pablo's halftime speech saying, "We got it, we got it. Just keep it up, um, stay true to the process, whatever." And they they come out looks like guns a blazing, right? Freaking amazing header off a corner by Musaski, which he looked. We we haven't really seen that kind of. It's only been really Silva or Glad who've been that kind of instigator on those corners who wanted to be be doing that. So good kudos to him for stepping up. Well, not stepping up, rising up like a salmon. <laughs> but I'm um, yeah, it was it was a good to see Musovsky get up on a header because, like you said, Glad, Silva, and Krylock are usually our our headers. Do you, do you feel like I'll, I'll go to this one? Do you think with Musovsky scoring on Wednesday, do you think he's slowly earning his role up top? I don't. I don't like Musovsky's style, to be honest. Just too slow, or um, how do I put this in a nice way? He seems. <laughs> he seems very. Um, I'll avoid using a word. He seems very Espindola-like, where everyone else needs to do the work for him, and all he needs to do is do the final run and kick it in. Um, I see. I see that. I, I see that. Uh, there's there's uh, been points in in other games in the past where a pass wasn't done as well as he wanted it, or um, the defense recovers the ball right before he was able to get to it. Um, someone took a shot that he thinks he should have had. Um, and what I've seen from him is a, an external reaction of frustration, kind of like what, what Ronaldo does whenever someone doesn't do something that he wants, kind of just throws, a, in planes, kind yeah. of throws a fit or, or kind of just turns away and, and has a fit. Um, that's what I see. That's what I've seen from Musovsky. I bet that I'm only seeing the bad parts. I mean, it could be, but that's why I'm not getting that vibe. It, yes, he's now he's scored a couple of goals. Yeah. Um, he scored more than Rubin, which I think that's why he's starting right now. But yeah. um, I don't think we have very many options, so we'll have to stay with Moose. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll we'll get to that more in a second. But I think with this game being the fact that we literally have to play them a week later. Um, I think this was a solid lineup to go out with um, because you have other, other options because you still had, you had Julio on the bench, you had Rubin on the bench um, and, and the likes of Yakison as well. And then Chang was on the bench too. So I, I think the players that we had on the bench, players that started was, was good. It, yeah. We had a strong lineup, which also causes the grief <laughs> because we had such a strong lineup, but um, after Musafsi's goal, we had really good. Hey, golazo. Hey, had, golazo. Yes. But before we get to Pablo's goal, we had a lot of attack. Like the header comes and we kept that momentum for like the next 10, I would say, yeah, roughly about 10 minutes, 15 minutes. We were just hammering, hammering at that goal. Um, we, had t- we had tons of one, two passes, but some of them were just sailing wide, some sailing over, and nothing, nothing coming. Do you know which one I thought was going to go in, but the, the the goalkeeper tip saved it? Was Ojeda's. Ojeda's oh. goal. It was just like, thing. I was like, yeah, I, I, I watched that replay several times today, and I was like, how, how does he reach for that? It was, that was spectacular. Yeah, it, it was a spectacular save. Let, let's be real here. I think there's a couple of them that the keeper was definitely on his on his game because there's a couple of others. There's can't remember who had had it, but there was a blast from outside, and the keeper oh, had yep. to had to smack it. 
Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it in a little bit, but there is a there is a certain goal in this game that did win MLS Goal of the Week. It's true. So, yeah. pa- Pablo got hit a free kick, and which, boy, which he he's been the one that steps up several seasons for free kicks, and we've seen it time after time where Pablo up twenty yards wide. But I think he finally deserves this one because he he's been our guy. But I think this is going to be a good stepping stone for him to finally get momentum on free kicks. Hopefully, um, may, maybe because I'm always like a Debbie Downer. But uh, yeah, one goal can can cause momentum and cause a, a person to have confidence. Um, yeah. But really, though. I think it, it's just a good thing that happened. I don't know if it's going to bring better better luck, more karma, more momentum. I don't think that because he scored a goal this next game, now he's going to be like all confident. He's going to take a shot and maybe score another goal. I don't know. I just think just keep doing your job. Um, yeah. Keep hustling and it will come. It's just, it's just good to see him finally make a free kick because – we haven't seen him make a free kick goal in a long time because they always go wide or too high. So good on him to finally put one in the back of the net. And it's good because it's rare for us to even score two goals in a game this season. Well, I, I also want to point that out because the a lot of us were worried about offense because the first half of May, we couldn't, we couldn't even buy a goal to save our lives. Um, yeah. And then we we have Colorado. We score uh, three goals, right? Three. We have yeah. we uh, go in, well. Colorado. We we scored in both Colorado games. We go to Minnesota. We score a goal. So we're like we're scoring goals finally. But uh, this game, we're up two one at, at at the time of uh, Ruiz's goal. So we're up two one, roughly the seventieth minute, and yeah. I'm feeling good. I'm like, we're, at this we're, point, I'm. I, I remember I'm up in the, the press pockets watching this game. I'm like, we might have a have a chance. We might win this game. And literally, four. What was it? No, five minutes after after that, wide open, Memo Rodriguez. And I don't know what what our defense was doing, leaving a good shooter like Memo Rodriguez wide open and just curls it top corner, just top corner, nobody on him. Can you name can you name another goal this season that has been scored on us in the riot from the same exact location? I want to say it was uh, Buangas, wasn't it? Buangas yeah. goal, the exact yeah. same spot. So and you know who and you know who was at fault for Buangas goal? Pablo Ruiz. Well, that that was that was going to be my question. Who's at fault for for this goal? I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to go back and remember that one. Wasn't it the same thing? Was it was it Pablo Ruiz? Well, that that's the thing. If you look at the the, the still shot of of that play, you can see that in in front of the the Galaxy player, we have um, Anelli as the the defender. So he's more like he was inside the the area. We had yeah. Pablo, um, and I think we had Silva somewhere around this. We had three of them that were kind of just like hovering around him, but they were at least five yards away from him. For me, that's unacceptable. Yeah. Um, especially with uh, Nelly didn't have a, a mark. And and remember what I said? Do you remember what I said at last last episode for, for my back line? You said Nelly was gonna start. I said I prefer Bodie. to have Bodie. Bodie. I needed someone with a defensive mind. And Nelly is a midfielder mind, so he doesn't have that that natural step up to 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 defend. Yeah, and for me, and that that killed. That. I think that right there, when that goal happened, it totally just flushed us. We were just nobody happened, and then minutes later, two minutes later, you leave a good, like, not 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 good, but a pretty pretty decent player in Tyler Boyd, just wide open, just wide open once again, and just. Ball watching by our defense. Well, it, it, I don't think it's really ball watching. It was a lack of awareness. So first off, going back to that that second Galaxy goal, we got caught off guard because yeah. long long shot or long range shots are they they 
catch you off guard because you you're not ready to play defense at that point. Um, and so, sure, I can understand that maybe they weren't ready to step up, play defense. But if someone's coming at you, play defense. So goal scored, um, catches off guard. But to have it two minutes later, it means that it shook you enough to not be aware that flipping Brody, my bro, I bet you've already watched the film. I, I've I bet you're already kicking yourself in the pants because how how do you so. let how do you let someone behind you be 20 yards not marked? I mean, Brody was almost like halfway, halfway over into the field. He was he was in a center back position. The guy, the guy makes a run behind you, and I, I mean, Grant, I don't know what he's thinking, but in my mind, the ball is crossed over, and I see him look like this, and instead of just a reaction and just bolting it, it was like a run, or he was looking and seeing that if if someone was going to be coming, someone came. Someone caught that ball, and he already had 15, 20 yards ahead of you. Oh, yeah. And you you saw Brody is not a fast player. I, I, I told you that when we played LASC, Brody was just getting outrun by Bowanga in that game, and we saw that once again in this game. Um, Which begs the question. Should Brody come <laughs> be on, on the bench? Should we um... – be buying uh, Herrera back. <laughs> <laughs> he he's he is one of those players that we did when we got rid of in the offseason. He's one player that I I'm shaking my head that we shouldn't have gotten rid of. Um like our, our, the left like backs all, that we have. All, all, everybody else I'm, I'm glad we got, but Herrera doesn't make sense. <laughs> so so the left backs that we have, we have Brody. Um Vera plays a left back whenever we need him, but he was he was in the middle tonight. Um, and Oviedo was out yeah. injured, so we're we're thin on the left back right now, really thin, yeah. and so and so we're hurting, and and that's good for me. That's going to be our weak spots. Our our outside defenders are they are our weak spot. In my opinion, since we're so weak on our defense with Brody not really stepping up and we have all we have is Bodie and, and Nelly, our other backups, I think it's to, to that point, maybe try a three back. Maybe maybe go with Silva, Vera, and Glad. Maybe. And then maybe have on the wing or like defensive mid have uh, Brody. That could be maybe ish. My, my brother, this this may be a, an historic moment. This may be the most intelligent thing I've heard out of your mouth in a long time. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. For everybody that's listening, it's, it's rare apparently for me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But yes, no, like no, if, because you 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 look at the size of Marcelo, and you got freaking Brian Vera, who's huge for a soccer player for a center back. And they got Glad, who's like six one. That's like the the three twin towers right there. It's like, I mean, it, there has to be a way to figure that out. I, I'm just yeah. we're just gonna advocate for a three back. Everyone else, figure it out in the comments. Figure it out somewhere else in, in someone someone's tweet. But a three back <laughs> is what is needed I've right now. Pushing, I've been pushing for a three five two all season long, but Pablo's just so stuck on this four four two. But I feel like if, if we're going to do a 4-4-2, then go back to the days of Jason Christ. Do a 4-4-2 diamond. But it – because we're going to have this formation talking. I guess we're doing it. We're doing it. Um, because, he yes, he's playing a 4-4-2, but it's a 4-2-3-1 with, yes, with, yes. The, with the top forward dropping back a lot. Yeah. Um, and – the other midfielder is dropping back as a we're playing a, a, a double mid a double defensive midfield, which yeah. again, be, because for for me it comes back to this because Pablo was a defensive midfielder because of his background as a def, defensive player, he prefers to have more back because he thinks that more back you you'll be obviously better better prepared defensively which. We're not. We are second to last in goals against on in the league. Which do you know? Do you know who's who's beating us in goals against in the league? 
Uh, let me. Ch- oh, oh, oh! I, I, I do know this. It's Kansas City. No. No. Oh, oh! Wait. Let me. Let me take it up. I'm gonna give you another three seconds before I say it. That's it. it. Atlanta. Okay. okay I, I was looking at the Western Conference. No. Overall, Atlanta has 28 goals against. But what's their what what's their strength also? They can, they can score goals. <laughs> they have 32 goals for them. They double our goals for. It's true. So, the, so they, can, they, they, they can allow 28 goals against them. Yeah. Because they're also scoring 32 goals. <laughs> but we, we scored 16 goals so far this season. That's it. 16 goals. How many points do we have? 16 points in 15 games. I think someone was pointing that out. Um, so yeah. weakness on the wings of the defense. That's why we're getting beat. We're getting beat on on these these runs, and they cross it in. And our center backs, because I I don't know what happens. There's no communication, or there's lack of communication. The, uh, forwards slip in between the gaps, stick a leg in, and score. Or we're not pressing up top uh, on those. 20 yard shots and we're getting beat on 20 yard shots. That's literally a lot of the majority of the goals that we're getting beat on are those. So do you, do you think maybe this is a far fetched question, but do you think having glad out for this game kind of made a difference in our, in our back line? Do you think with if we had him in, it would have, it would have helped out. I'll shoot and say, yes, it would have helped out because I think, um, I think the lineup defensively would have been Glad, Silva, and Vera on the wing, which I would have preferred Vera out on the wing. I prefer Vera over Brody. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't care if you have a Nelly on the other side, but or, or maybe they would have moved Brody to the other side because I think they've they've switched Brody back and forth between the sides. But give yeah. me a Vera on the wing. Don't give me two weak defensive wingers especially one that's barely starting this this season and nelly playing his his rookie season and we're we're shooting him on the defensive line when he's more of a midfielder ish yeah yeah like i was i was just thinking that after galaxy scored their third goal uh, wide open um vera and marcelo not on the man and i was like this is where we need glad um, Glad is kind of usually on top of that, and we, we could have Marcelo and Glad right there, and then Vera on the wing to be able to control that. Well, I'll have you know, against Minnesota, Glad was there, and he scored a goal. <laughs> he scored. That, 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 he scored on the Wonder Wall. That 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 is true. That is true. <laughs> but oh man, there's just so much to 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 complain about about this game. But I will say this. Um, start talking about complaining. The Falcon. Oh, 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 oh I, I, that, that's not what I was going to go into, but we can go into that first. Let's go into that real quick. The Falcon. Well, what do we have as a Falcon? We I think it was twenty-one for ourselves, thirteen for the Galaxy. Um, you're accurate. Accurate. I am so accurate. So, Bazinga. biggest complaint from from fan base is too many fouls called in this game. That's true because but, I, I don't know if you guys if you guys saw on our, on our Twitter we posted that a little graph um, the foul counts for every single game with the referees that have ref, refereed so far and we see from the very first game of the season three fouls all the way until this last game uh, Wednesday against Galaxy we're at twenty one you said yeah so right now I think we lead the league in fouls per game <laughs> so so here's here's something to think about and I and I hope that the fan base will will think about this will contemplate it first game of the season um we had three fouls called against us the whole game this last game was 21 and guess what it was the same referee so what's the difference it's definitely not the ref not the ref i mean i think we are we're our own worst enemy because I think we're just getting, I want to say, like too hot-headed that we're losing matches at home when we know we should be winning them, and then our emotions just get get out, and we just are just doing these ticky-tacky fouls and just getting 
stupid yellow cards and then paying the price and having yellow card accumulation from it. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we're paying the price um, because of, of stupid fouls. I mean, you, you can't tell me that, that the referee has changed too much. I, I'll give the benefit of the doubt to maybe the fans saying maybe the referee after 15 games have seen some things and they're trying to tighten up on certain calls. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you can't deny that the graph that we put on, on Twitter shows that there is an increase from the first of the season all the way up until now. There's a trend going upward in the amount of fouls being called against us. Granted, maybe in a couple months, it'll plateau roughly around the 10 to 15 range per game, but that's still a lot be and and for me here's my hypothesis here's the science coming out of this because <laughs> i please. i love math and, and graphs and science um that makes one of us <laughs> <laughs> good so my hypothesis is we are increasing the amount of fouls because of the increased amount of frustration that we've had throughout this season um because of the the Either the stretch that we went five games without winning, the stretch where we went four games without scoring a goal. There are many reasons why we have frustrations on this team, and I think those have been the cause of of the increased foul count because of, it leads to frustration on the field. Um, Pablo always talks about mentality. He wants his players to be mentally ready, um, their spirit, their soul, whatever. Soccer um, psychology, but but it, it looks like it's not working it's the way not. he wants it because the the increased amount of frustration causes an increased amount of of fouls. Um, because we saw there's a couple of of fouls in there. You're like, what do you? Or at least for me, what are you thinking? Like, why would you even foul him in that area? Gather, play defensively. Why foul? Do you think all this comes back to Pablo being the coach and not doing a good job coaching and telling him his players? Or do you think this guy comes back to the, the captain, Krylock, and controlling his team on the on the pitch? Hmm. Hmm. Again, you're you're on one today. What that's a good question. Because Krylock also commits because stupid fouls. That's true. And, and Krylock has been with the team. For a while um and he him being one of the oldest on the team he should be able to control the younger guys and be like hey we don't need another yellow, yellow card we need you in this next match um because we're losing players we, we, we just lost glad for this match and then in tomorrow's game we won't have ruiz so do you think that uh, well i have a i have a philosophy that that Pablo, even though he he went over to Europe, studied this four two three one. He studied with uh, with other coaches. He did. He did. Um, that that he still has that that hardcore blue collar American soccer in him, where he's like, if you work hard, you're gonna get it. You're gonna you're gonna earn whatever you work for. I, I feel like he still has that because that's how he played. He was hard nosed. Yeah, we, we remember the days when he played for the Colorado Rapids and when he was his cocky self and he he took off his shirt and all the fans were throwing water bottles and I, I like that at him. I think he's expressing that play and that mentality to his players. It seems like. I think I think I told you this in one of our texts. I feel like I feel like I feel, I feel like Pablo is the uh, the Ron Artest meta world piece. Thing. He, he, he was a he was a super bad guy and then he went on this this world peace run and now he's all psychology and stuff i don't know where where what happened but for for me pablo is is ron artest and meta world peace whatever right now he's in meta world peace phase he was ron artest <laughs> that, 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 that's fair to say i i, I agree um, <laughs> it's funny. There, there just needs to be a better balance. Like, there's a difference between when you're playing. We have like that aggression, that rowdiness. Like, go hard, go win, fight. But then we just need to come back and just control that. Just be like, I don't know. Hope I mean, we need that to change. Because I, I think, hopefully, I'm just being optimistic. I think hopefully by winning more, getting more results, we'll see a decrease in those foul counts. I would hope so, but I also I have to remind myself, Pablo is not 
Pep Guardiola. He's not a, a soccer mastermind. He's just trying to get results, which absolutely sucks for those that love world soccer because or international soccer because, man, we see – I see Pep Guardiola coaching, and, man, he is a genius. We're, we're, we're never going to have a manager of that that degree here in the U.S. I'm sorry to say it. If only we had Javi. Who said that? Man. Miami, you done did well. Let me just tell you. Miami, you you done did well. Congrats. Um, um let's uh let's get off this game. Yeah, because this this we can go last on forever. Game, leaving this game, I'll just say this leaving the game just seemed and I was walking past other RSL fans walking to my car, just seemed, didn't seem like anybody was sad like I was sad. Because I've grown up since 05 loving this team, but it just seems like these fans just weren't as sad as you'd think losing to the worst-placed team in the league against a Chichorito-less galaxy. So that's, that's just my, my two cents on that. Well, yeah. let's, let, let's throw in a little bit uh, of something. So in that game, before we get to the next game, let's talk about fan fandomness because – there are different levels of fandomness in in this country, in this team. Um, yeah, we, we see it in, in other sports. We see it basketball, football, whatever it may be. Um, and we see the type of soccer fans in in Salt Lake in Utah, where they come just for the atmosphere, but they don't know exactly what's going on. They don't know who what place we're in, how many points, none of that. They just, they just come. I'm those ones I'm okay with because it's, I was talking to, to my, my other buddies um, on the Spanish podcast and we talked about this and we, we need to have the roots need to be placed somewhere. So if, if we are having people come for the first time or this is their first season or their first couple of seasons, they're laying down roots so hopefully their next generation or yeah, their next generation become fans of this team. So that's, I'm fine with those ones that come, they don't know what's going on, but they love the atmosphere. The ones that I can't stand and lay it on me. I'm going to lay it on you. I'm going to lay it on everyone else. So here <laughs> we go. The ones that come because there were free tickets. They had nothing else to do that 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 evening. They thought it would have been a fun night out. Hey, let's just go to a, a Real game. I got free tickets. They go there to go eat and and drink beer, talk to their their buddies. They don't pay attention to the game. They don't apport to any of the game. They leave and they never talk about Real again. You know, you know what I call those? I, I call those part jazz fans as well. They're, they're, they're <laughs> also they're also the ones that leave at the, like the 80th minute. Yes. Yeah, so um <laughs> we gotta those, beat traffic. Let's go. <laughs> but but I, I always have to go back to I have to think they're they're trying to lay roots in this game, some. But there are some that just I mean, I'm not saying that that the MLS are the only victims here. Um it co- happens in every country, every league. Yeah, but yeah, we, we see it, La Liga, it, Premier League, yeah. But for me, I see it we see it more often in this country. Because yeah. of the of the amount of diversity of sports that we have, you can't go over to England and see go to an, an American football game, a baseball game, a hockey game, a basketball game. You don't see those professional sports in England. And I think with adding more superstars, with the likes of possibly Messi coming this summer if he does sign with Miami, I don't think this is helping the MLS at all because we're gonna have that same problem. We're gonna have fans in other cities nashville minnesota or whatever come for like that one or two seasons that messi's here buy his jersey whatever buy tickets we're gonna get sold out stadium but then what happens when he leaves we're gonna have the same problem we're gonna have empty seats because you look at galaxy there have empty seats no ibrahimovic no beckham you have new york no more Henri, no tim cahill so it's like so they brought they brought money but they can't they can't keep doing that so how about this um, we talked about that and, and I thought the same thing until, um, again, one of my buddies on the, on the other podcast told me, 
that's first off, that's how soccer runs. Soccer is run on money, period. Mm-hmm. But if Messi comes, um, Messi generates money, um, generates big money because everyone is going to want to go to these games. In fact, we even talked about the possibility of of maybe some smaller teams like Salt Lake and Colorado having to change venues um, for if if Messi plays at their stadiums, they'd have to change venues to sell more tickets. So that way more oh, people yeah. can see Messi. Yeah, so like most likely we'd be going to like Rice Cycle Stadium. Rice Cycles or Lovell Edwards. Yeah. Um, so the increased amount of money also means if allocated correctly, and I'm talking about in a, in a fantasy world, if allocated correctly, each team has an increased budget to buy better players. That's true. I mean, throwing that out there. I mean, I don't like artificial fandom. I don't. I don't like injecting uh, artificial things and then having them sucked back out when when the person leaves because you get empty seats. But these things do leave seeds for for some and they put in roots and then they grow. So even though I don't like it in the short term, long term it could be good. I agree. Like I think this is all a good domino effect if Messi does come. We're just saying if, obviously. But and then I think the likes of the World Cup, well, I guess Copa, uh, Copa America happening next year, that's going to be a good domino effect. And then when the World Cup does happen, I think those three things—Messi, Copa America, and World Cup—if all when all those things happen, this is going to add more fans, and they're going to be like, "What soccer?" And then. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you there because that, that was another thing I had my in my head. I don't think there there are people saying what soccer, um, or or figuring out what is soccer. I mean, you know that. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I think there will be people saying, "Holy crap, this thing is popular. Why am I not on this bus or why am I not on this train?" Because you look at basketball, you look at football. Well, I, I guess basketball maybe, but it's like. Here, like NFL, you don't see like mini tournaments that they do, which makes soccer so much different than everywhere else. Yeah. Soccer is worldwide. Soccer is for everyone. Period. End of story. People say soccer is not a high scoring sport. Look at football. You got 21 to 14. It's actually three to two. Three to two. (laughs) Well, but that was was, was a good talk. That was a good talk. we got another match tomorrow. Um, we're going to Texas, going to Austin. And remember, you remember what happened last time RSL went to Austin? Um, uh, that was a that was a that wasn't a long time ago. But there was a lot of stuff that happened, like well, Scordova. RSL was up two zero at the half, and we were, it was a playoff game. And I was like, we might have a chance because we snuck into that the playoffs the last game of the season against Portland, and I was like. We're about to pull upset here, but then the one and only Mr. Jerusi just scores one, not one, but scores two, ties it up, and then we go to the dreaded penalty kicks, and that's where things went from bad to worse for us. So I, I have a quick, uh, quick insert here. So um, because my my team in Argentina is River Plate, I have I have a thing for Jerusi. So if uh, if I have time and if I'm feeling up to it, right here, right here, I'll put a picture of how I remember Drusy scoring a, a goal against Boca. Oh, my gosh. Lovely. I mean, lovely goal, but celebration was great. But that's how I, I remember Drusy. So now when I see Drusy playing against RSL, I'm like, ah, crap. Because I know – I. I, we all know how lethal Drusi is. In fact, a year or two, I think a year or two, last year, he might have been in the running for MVP and lost to um, to what's Mukhtar. his bucket? Yeah, Mukhtar. Mukhtar. Um, but speaking of Drusi, just coming off of injury, um, Wednesday, Austin just had a game just like RSL. Um, they had at home playing Minnesota, and Drusi came off the bench and scored the game-winning goal in a 2-1 victory. And he's showing what what Austin's made of because they have a lethal attack of Argentines. Yeah. Andrusi, yeah. Aruti, and don't tell me. Um, Rigoni. 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 Yeah. 
All I know, I guess they have Fagundas, but he's Uruguayan. I won't. I won't say anything to my Uruguayan friends. Trust <laughs> the same thing. But <laughs> we we've I, I've said this before all season when we played LAFC, all these other good teams who have lethal attacks. How are we going to slow them down? Because we just gave three goals at home. Where do we go from here? <laughs> we just gave three goals to the worst, the worst team in the league, just... and and that team that was their first visiting goal since March fourth. That's right. That's right. And without Chicharito dropping three goals on us, it's like we haven't won in Austin before. How, how are we going to do that? Without, mind you, we won't have Pablo Reese because of yellow card accumulation. Possibly no, no Oviedo because of injury, and possibly no McMath. And some people were asking on Twitter, "Where's Sava and Gomez?" I, I wasn't worried until people started saying that. I'm like, "Are they going to be there?" So in, I'm going to in my, in my opinion, this is my opinion. I'm assuming that maybe Pablo's resting them for Wednesday. It would only make sense if they show up to the game. I'm not only blaming you, but everyone else on Twitter for starting rumors. Because okay. I wasn't worried. I, I originally, I, I texted you and I was like, because I, I saw on RSL's tweet when they're loading on the plane, I was like, because normally they show every player. They didn't show Sava. No, no, no. Look, look, no. look look back at all the pictures. They show at least, at least like eight or nine players. Uh, I have to look but, again. But Jeez. anywho... Fine. So, we, so, we, so, so, what do we do? Are we are we gonna rest people, or, or, or are we gonna play for for points for this game? What do you think? I think that this should be a game where we rest people because if we saw on our on our Twitter poll that we did, we we asked people, are we going in on the cup playoffs? We're just gonna play soccer, and in my mind, I think we should just rest players against Austin. Let Austin have a. A heyday of a time, let them score three, four goals if they really want to. But then at that point, our players will be well rested for Wednesday. You're, you're, I think you're over here laughing at me. I mean, at this point, I mean, I don't even know what, how to react because we have, I mean, if we want to talk about lineup, let's talk about lineup. Um, Justin Glad had a, had a good rest, right? So let's play him in Austin. Let's yeah. play, let's play Silva. I, 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 I I wouldn't want to go all out, obviously. Like I wouldn't want to go Ojeda, no Gomez, no Sava, maybe Julio because maybe possibly. So who do you play in the midfield then? That's a good question. I mean, do you do you go with the lineup that we did in Portland for Open Cup? I I would go Lofleson, have Lofleson start this game. I'm going to look up that uh, open cup lineup, see what it looked like. It was no, it was all all our starters. Flipping. Yeah, no, I mean <laughs> literally we we are only one person deep on each position, maybe. So there yeah. are people that are going to have to play that it started Wednesday. They're going to have to start again on Saturday and then start again Wednesday. But what I'm saying, I think we should have a good balance because I don't think it should be all 11 starters. I think we should have like maybe three or four who are usually on the bench starting this match, like Wafflesen, maybe Bodie. So, and then I think the likes of like Yakison should start, and Nelly should start this game. So, so if we were to replace people um, in from the starting lineup on, on Wednesday, let's go through this. Beavers is playing because McMath is injured. Do you, replace... <laughs> Do you replace Anelli? No, I think Anelli starts this game. Okay. Silva. I, I, I rest Silva. Who do you put in? Do we have another center back? Glad. I, I, I would switch. I would switch Glad for Silva. Okay. Vera. Um trying to think. Uh, I, I would put Bodie. Bodie in the middle? Oh, no. Then who do we have for another? We don't have another center back. Well, then I, I would just go 
there. I'd either go there or, or Marcelo. Um, Brody, who do you buzz with? Well, I guess Bodie then. Okay, so you'd have Anelia and Bodie on the field. Yeah. yeah. You're a dangerous man. Um, I, I, I swear, I like to rest players. <laughs> I don't know about this one. Gomez, you replace him with? Um, Correct answer well, is Chang. 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 Yes. Ojeda. Lofferson. Ruiz. Caldwell. Sava. Luna, if he magically comes back. But... <laughs> um, um, Rubin. Can we, can we bring... um, you put in Rubin right there. Rubin, unfortunately. Um, and then up top, I, I would do Yakison and Julio. Boom. There you go. That's who that's that's who you'd replace if you if you're gonna keep this same um lineup that we had on Wednesday. And then or I would say maybe have Musovsky start and then just so we can save Julio for Wednesday. It all it all depends on, on how how the game looks in the second half, which dang it, we forgot to mention Pablo's sub patterns in the Galaxy game was horrible. Yep. Why Why would your first sub be in the 80th minute when you're losing 3-2? When you were up, or actually when you are tied 1-1, you should have been putting in some, some subs. Ever since he became coach, I haven't understood his sub patterns because it's been coming 65th minute, 70th minute. Nothing earlier than that. I'm like, well, we're, I'm, we're, I'm we're losing. But I'm fine with 65th, 70th. What I'm not okay with is starting your sub patterns at the 80th minute. Yeah. At, with with only 10 minutes left, you don't have enough time to get into a rhythm. You need to start at the latest 65th minute, and that's usually replacing a forward because a for your forward has just been running for 65 minutes, and you need to replace them. Anyways, going going back to the didn't make any sense at all. Yeah. Okay, so so now that we've changed the whole lineup for Austin, um, we are scared to death about this Argentine front line that uh, that Austin's playing with. In fact, if you look at their their last game, let's look at their last game uh, against Minnesota. Um, well, while you pull that up really quick, yeah, let, let, let me do like a little Austin trivia. With the players that they have, you wouldn't guess that their leading goal scorer is not in their attack it's actually a defender it is actually gallagher who is at five goals oh interesting that i didn't know in fact yeah gallagher is one of their their wingers and he scored last game too yeah so he is like their their andrew brody on their team so um Going back to the, that Argentine front that Austin has, last game the Argentine front did not start. Okay, but one of them is one is coming off an injury. But they do have Fagundes. They do have Zardes. They do have Finley. Mm-hmm. My friend, that is another good name wise. That's a good front. Um, yeah. Zardes is is getting up there in, in age, which yeah is all right. But he's still dangerous. Fagundes has also been in the league for a long time. Ethan Finley had a had a stint with the U.S. national team. Mm-hmm. So th- that's serious business. Yeah, this Austin team with the players they have in their lineup and the atmosphere at, in Austin, it's going to be loud. It's going to be rowdy. It's going to be a very difficult place just to scrap away and just get a point. So fair day, fair day. <laughs> okay, Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> I wish, I wish Arsenal had something like that. Like that, that stuff is like fun. Rojo, Rojo. <laughs> oh, did I, did I just did I just trademark that? Rojo, Rojo. Flare <laughs> it, bold, bald. Oh, if, if, oh. If, the, if the South supporters are what. Are listening? There we go. 
make that happen. RCB, make it happen. That'd be nice. Um, but yeah, pretty much just preview of this game. Stop Austin's killer attack. That's just the main mentality. Stop their Argentine Fab 3. <laughs> I love Argentine Fab 3s. I wish most teams would have Argentines because, man, they're good. We, we're, we're lacking. We only have one. We only had one. At one point, at the beginning of, of RSO, I, we had three. We had like a Morales, Espindola. There was a Matias. What was his name? I know who you're talking about. I know who you're talking about. Long hair. Yep. Oh, I forgot his last name. But yes. All right. And but, we, we, and we've but, had another n- number of Argentines also. But looking at the table right now, Austin, 19 points. They're at a minus five goal differential. While we're at 16 points, minus 10. Even with a win, if we were to win against Austin tomorrow, we wouldn't pass them in the standings unless we have a magical five goal showing. <laughs> yes. So, And they've also scored the same amount of goals as us. So they're also struggling to find the net. So, so we'll just have to see. But. Are you, are you ready? Is it, is it time for prediction time? Prediction time! With, with that said, should I start it off today? You're really eager to start because I think you're getting really sleepy. No, 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 no. I, 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 I know you. I know you. You're like, hey, hey I'm going to start this in really <laughs> Okay, bye. <laughs> Bugger. Okay, let's do this again. Prediction time. There you, there you go. Now, now we have it. Let's do it. Start. Okay. Go ahead. But with us just coming off a three-two loss at home to the Galaxy, um, with no McMath, no Glad, and then another game with two players out, no McMath, no Glad, no Oviedo. I, like I said, I don't see how there's a way for us to win. In Austin, we've never won in Austin before against a very, very good attack. And overall, that's why, unfortunately, I'm going a 2-0 defeat. Austin's going to win this one. Oh, interesting. Okay, 2-0. Um, I've been battling this all day in my head um, because I want to get amped up for this team, that, that their potential. because. The scoring potential is there, but yeah. I can't. I, I, there's something that's always holding me back. So, um, with me being a realist, um, I'm gonna have to go with a one to two loss for RSL. So, it looks like uh, both of us going for L's this week for RSL. This is not, not, not good. And I decided to to prices right you, so I'm doing the one two. I'm gonna okay, win. Then. I'm gonna win. Okay. We I, shall I ha- see. I have to win. This is this has been a bad run. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've gotten one right so far. So. But. Well, that's what uh, I guess that's what we have for today. I could probably talk for another hour, but <laughs> Abuelo here. He wants to he wants to jet out. Um, any last thoughts, Barcos, for for this weekend? Um, unfortunately, I won't be during the game. I won't be on Twitter. Alan will be on the Twitter tomorrow night. I'm I'm heading off to a concert tomorrow night, so that, I'm not sure if that's a good bad. I'll be missing the game because usually when I miss games, they do better. So hopefully that that's the case. Well, because when I didn't when I when I didn't watch the Colorado game, we won. So. You might be the bad luck. I might be the bad luck, but luckily it's an early ki- it's early kickoff tomorrow, so six thirty on the good old Apple TV. Yeah. So, last thoughts for me: treat treat your local referee good, because without them, you wouldn't have a game. And also, don't yell at refs. Also, and also, also at RSL games, let's try not to do the the ref you suck chance. You sound a little ignorant. I said it. No, I said it. The, the okay. People sound people sound ig- ignorant when they when they say it. 
Maybe, maybe, maybe think of a different chant. Be like, make more brownies. Make more brownies. Heck. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's really late for you. <laughs> you start saying stuff that. What? I don't know. Uh, well, think of better chance than that, than that one. Yeah, do better. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's change games. Amen. Uh, we got this. On that Arso, note, Nation, it's been a show. It's been a show. Hit us up on the Twitter at the RSL Bros. But until then, take care, guys. Ciao, ciao.